Welcome to Permission to Win, a podcast asking life's most fundamental questions, like what is permission? Who needs my permission? And why are we talking about permission anyway? In each episode, your co-hosts explore different ways to say it's okay, discussing all the different permissions we need in our lives to do or not do the things that we do. Now, in case you think you need it, here's your permission to join David and Kim. Kim, we're back with another great episode of Permission to Win. I mean, that's my plan anyway. What's your plan? I always plan for greatness. Okay, that's good. You do you. I like that, David, a lot. (laughs) Okay, so how do we give ourselves permission to be... Well, I don't know how to spin that. You do you, me do me. Well, how does that, how does that work exactly? I think we should ask our guest today. We ha- Oh, we have a guest? Well, we have our partner in change already, our very own Australian sidekick, we will say, that is always with us, and that's Carrie Zarb. We also have the, the famous podcaster, Linda Bonney. Welcome, Linda Bonney. Also from the other side of the world. Aussie to the power of two. Aussie squared. Nice. Mm-hmm. From <laughs> Texas to Tasmania and Melbourne to Murfreesboro. Nashville. Yes. Well, no, no Melbourne to Murfreesboro. Get out. <laughs> 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 Fully squared. <laughs> and, and what does our squared say? You can't make this up, like, honestly. Not at all. Buckle up, Buttercup, because this ought to be a great episode. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) So, kind of like the uh, Toys R Us episode we had a while back. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. It's a. It's about me. This episode. Maybe it's not about David so much as it is about well me. So somebody (laughs) take that and explain that. Pick me. Pick him. <laughs> well, let me just say this. We are definitely blessed to have Carrie with us every week. And we are blessed this week to have Linda Bonnie with us, who understands how to be your own self, like to really walk into that place of being, as you just said, David, me. Like instead of being me like everybody else, it's really being me as myself i'd love for linda just to kick us off with what she said before we pushed record because that was so so good ah (laughs) well yeah so linda define to us your thoughts on being me not being me but being me as in me 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 me. right (laughs) yes Uh, yeah sure look in all seriousness the idea for this title came from a Linda original, a quote <laughs> that I, I've i searched Google. I'm sure somebody said it to some effect somewhere, but I like it the way that I've interpreted it. And I do believe that the more me I transform, the less I have to perform. I love that. Love that. Break that down a little bit more. So what are you, when you're talking about, you said the more, let me make sure I heard it right. The more me I transform, the less I have to perform. 
So That's right. what is the transformation you're talking about? Well, look, it's it can be really big events which transform you and change you and make you a better person. However, I think it's also the day-to-day, every day, of feeling comfortable being me and allowing that to happen in whatever form it takes and finding gratitude and joy and so many different little experiences to laugh on a podcast like this or meet up with beautiful people that really allow you to be me and see you for you and me. (laughs) And, And I think the more that I allow myself to be comfortable in being me, the less that I feel like I have to fit in less that I feel like I have to please people and listen to mountains of advice and get lost in that because I'm looking for maybe validation in that because of whatever reason (laughs) that I'm not comfortable being me. And it doesn't mean that I don't appreciate the mentorship and the experience from others and the wisdom and their stories because there's so much of me that I find in all of that and in other people's stories as well. And that only validates me further. I will admit that we're all the four of us regulars on clubhouse. And there are so many self-proclaimed coaches and gurus and perfect people that are there on that platform telling you that they can improve you And not only that platform, but every social media platform out there and every bookstore that you go to, there's aisles and aisles and aisles of books. And I have to say, I get easily overwhelmed by the idea to the point that I just don't look or listen to any of them more or less. And it's just like, okay, well, whatever. But at the same time, when I do have a chance to listen to somebody, or I do focus in on somebody that I think has some good ideas then yeah, there is, I'm still cherry picking from the advice that they're providing. So yeah, so I I hear exactly what you're saying as far as listening to those mentor potential people and, but then you're applying it to your own veneer and saying, all right, this, or maybe not even a veneer. That's the whole point is we're getting rid of the veneer. We're, We're being original and, and sincere, not a veneer there. See, I do another, okay. Podcast over. (laughs) <laughs> stopping by everybody <laughs> info at permission to win.com <laughs> David I have to ask the question when you say the word veneer a veneer what I'm thinking of is yeah like this it's the layer that you I don't and I'm probably using it wrong veneer it's the fake wood that you put over the rough wood that makes it look pretty I think that's what I'm, that's how I'm using it, whether that's right or not, I don't know, but that's kind of the way I'm doing it. It's, it's a, or it's a shine or a sheen that you put onto something to cover up kind of the blemishes and the, and the stuff. Facade. The facade. There we go. Like that. Yep. I think of teeth. (laughs) Sorry. We could think of uh, (laughs) veneers on your teeth. Yes. We could, we could think of many different types of, of what, but again, there are things that we, I think this is me and I'm not, not disputing what Linda brought to the table, but I'm saying, I think there are times when we need to provide a level of 
we'll call it professionalism. You know, when we go to work, we need to act a certain way if we're doing customer service, if we're doing anything, we need to behave in a certain way. There's honesty and there's being us, but that may come across as unfeeling or, or rude or, or whatever like that. So there's times when we have to put on a little bit of a show and not be quote unquote me because you're, because you're doing it on behalf of someone else. Kim's shaking her head like a, like a, <laughs> and Kim says that I am an idiot. No, cause here's the thing. I believe that we do need to be us and maybe tone down if we're like, you're saying professional. Mm -hmm. I, I don't take my extra loud or extra, extra personality and, and try to comfort someone who is calling about customer service. They have a problem. Like, I think that's unkind, but I'm not any less me doing it. I'm just right. no, I quieter or I am, you know, kind because I think when we're really being us, it's not about being us and hear me roar. It's about being us and living life among other people and being kind, letting someone else have permission to be their own self. One of my favorite quotes, and I have no idea who said it. So like, if you know, send it to info at permission to win.com <laughs> <laughs> is the real confidence is when you walk in a room and you don't have to compare yourself to anyone else. When you bring confidence into a room and you bring you into a room, I don't think you can be confident being anyone else. I cannot be confident being Carrie. I cannot be confident being Linda. I cannot be confident being you, David. But when I show up as me, it doesn't mean I have to be loud and obnoxious like I am sometimes. <laughs> That's really me. But it does mean that I show up as me. And I can be really confident in who I am. I cannot, cannot be confident in who someone else is. I, I do think in that confidence, though, you then allow other people to feel confident and comfortable and probably be more of themselves, aka me, <laughs> in, in doing that. I, I, I appreciate how much you really validate us as a community and as a group and as individuals as at the same time because validation is so important in relationships. It is so important. Validation, empathy, there's a lot to be said, I think, in the power of that. And it's not necessarily recognised or you don't do it on a platter and say, hey, look, I'm validating. And, and I think... We are also sold this concept that transformation needs to be this marvellous, earth-shattering, massive, do-it-on-a-stage type moment, whereas transformation actually happens continuously. It's happening in this podcast conversation right now and for those that will then continue to listen um, as an audience as well. So there's a lot, I think, that we can take with yeah, a grain of salt, if you like, <laughs> in when I'm talking about transforming me, that's happening in the good times and the bad times. That's happening through the thick and the thin, not just through the good moments. 
And it does mean I feel like I have to perform less. And it does mean that I don't feel like I need to, yeah, feel so uncomfortable in that as well. I, I will say, and, and I'm just glad that we've brought together a group of folks that on this show and others where we really are just us. I mean, what you're hearing is us and this is how we get along, whether we're recording for the podcast or not. And this is how I try to behave out in my muggle job, my day job. And I feel like when I come to the table and I am relaxed with whatever it is, is going on or now don't get me wrong. I get wound up when it's time for, when it's showtime and I get, I get a little stressed and uh, people are like, Oh, I don't know if I want to be around him. But at the same time, when it comes to meeting new clients or doing a new thing or whatever, I still just act like this and I'm try to be calm and cool and relaxed and not uptight and just using funny things. And that because of the people that I'm usually meeting, hopefully I'm disarming them a little bit from just being so wound up and concerned about what's getting ready to happen because usually quote unquote, I'm the expert in the situation. I am the one with more knowledge because of what they're getting ready to do. And so if I can put them at ease in some way before they walk on stage or before the show starts or whatever it might be, then hopefully they can let their veneer drop and they can take off their false teeth or whatever, Carrie, and, <laughs> and just go out there and be closer to them, not be me, but be me. Wait, who? Well, David, I'm going to add at this point, if you get a stick and shove it up my, <laughs> then you are not going to see the real me. That is just not even going to happen because someone take away this toy and these buttons, I swear. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> but this is the thing. How many times can we look back at our previous self and and recognize the robot, recognize the person that was performing, as Linda said, recognize who was that, you know, like there's no, I don't even know that person, you know. And I, I go back in time many years where I actually worked in a professional office and it was on a, a contract type of arrangement and when the contract came to the end it could be renewed and I was taken into an office and criticized for my personality at that moment and I remember sitting there just like in disbelief of what was even going on this was many many years ago but absolute disbelief that as a human my behavior was criticized not because it was unprofessional the words that were, were delivered to me was that i was too happy and i'm i was just i was flawed i was absolutely flawed and i'm absolutely certain i don't i know i didn't carry the memory too well because you can't pack those things away i did carry that with me for a while as a bruise and and question and probably retract myself and my personality for an element of time and then got to that point where to them <laughs> i didn't need to beep that one beep that in the video yeah in the in the video just so you know there were there were sign language we'll call it well i will say carrie as an undertaker 
being, you know, super bubbly and happy all the time is not necessarily what you should have been doing. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so that's exactly what I was kind of saying is there's, and Kim pushed me off to the side on that one and said, no, no, this is, this is not necessarily right. There is a public persona that a company wants to portray and it's our decision to fall in line with that company persona, right? I mean, now if you are an airline attendant and you are in the air, calm is what the company wants you to portray, but that still doesn't mean that you can't be kind of you. But if you are a panicky person, you probably didn't get the job or you probably need to reevaluate yourself and go find a new job because you're responsible for the (laughs) honest to goodness, mental stability of a bunch of people inside of a silver tube flying through the air, (laughs) 30,000 feet. So, you know, again, situational awareness, be aware of where you fit in, be aware of, okay, I, I shouldn't be in, an undertaker or run a funeral home because I may not come across to the people the way, the way people need me to come across. And so I just need to go do something different and that's okay. As you were talking about that, I was thinking about the opposite. Let's go to the opposite end of the scale when you are not transforming, if you like. Okay. And I guess when I think of the opposite of transformation, it is disruption or disturbance, or I'm sure there's another D word there, doubt. (laughs) And so I think about the moments and time, probably more in my personal life, where I have felt quite disrupted and the ways that I've performed, which have been perhaps an automatic response, and they might involve things like cleaning the house from top to toe, rage vacuuming, rage mopping. We have rage mopping now too. (laughs) And how much I try to perform in a role that I believe is valuable, especially in the relationship space, and how easily it has been in the past to fall into that, and sometimes still do. And if we transfer that to the business context, we may find ourselves doing all the shiny things. So getting the, the website up to polished and everything else and having nothing to sell on it or nothing to offer to anyone or not talking to anyone because we're sitting behind a desk worrying about our website and how I've also fallen into that trap and how I can look at it now with reflection and understanding and empathy for myself in a way, (laughs) as well. It's just so interesting how we do fall into those, I want to say traps. They're not necessarily traps, but they are patterns which I've noticed in my life and they still appear (laughs) in their performance ways. And it definitely doesn't make me feel me, which then can lead to a lot of frustration (laughs) (laughs) for myself and feeling very invalidated and unfulfilled. And Linda, I wonder if that's partly as a human, we have an element of a coping mechanism 
and some kind of auto default and and I think we can have multiple defaults given the circumstances and the situation that we can flip back to you know have a moment in time where something's happened before so we did x and and we got through it by doing that thing therefore the default when something else similar or the same happens again we go back and we 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 do that thing you know yeah absolutely and those defaults are still part of me when i'm in a really beautiful space i can go oh how human of me <laughs> to <laughs> to react or behave or think about it in that way. And that's a wonderful space to be in instead of the critical self-judging and listening to other people's criticism, which is a layer on top again. But it's so important for me to be able to recognise that and be able to understand that, yeah, that's part of me and that's part of my experience and not all of it is going to be peaches and pineapples. Well, Carrie, you, you mentioned being shut down in an experience. The thing is that changed you temporarily when you were like, Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't be bubbly in myself or happy or whatever it is. But I guess what, what I'm getting ready to talk about is we aren't in control of the input that we receive or the external commentary that people are going to throw at us. But it is up to us to absorb and deflect the parts that we want out of it. You know, it, there are things that we may, and from our mastermind group, there are things that I know that I deflected and deflected and deflected and finally realized, oh, no, if I just absorb that one little piece of knowledge that, oh yeah, I could, I could change this aspect of me and improve. But at the same time, you, you have people around you. I use this funny example. My, my folks aren't excited about the fact that my daughter has tattoos. I have explained to my wife who gets really wound up about it. The fact that they tell her this, or they, they aside mention it. They don't directly say anything. They just comment about it anyway. And I say, look, they have their opinions and they are totally entitled to those opinions. It is up to us to absorb the portions of other people's opinions that we want to absorb. Now, doesn't mean they don't hurt. Doesn't mean that you didn't walk out of care your meeting feeling hurt. But it also means that it's something we process because we have to give other people the room to be right or wrong. And we may find out down the road that they were right about us and that we did need to affect a little bit of a change and, and do become better people, more me. We just didn't see that that change needed to happen yet or whatever. So critical is different than feedback. I'm just going to interject this. Please do. Critical is different because critical is done with a disapproving or a wanting someone to be different. It it's usually harsh. Criticism is not kind normally. Critical is me wanting you to be like me. Mm-hmm. And feedback is giving someone the ability to up level. 
Like it's giving them the ability to see something they don't see. Because let me just tell you, I need feedback. Like I, I live in, in my little circle and my little world of where I need feedback. I need to make sure I'm on track and I need to make sure that I'm doing what I need to be doing. I need to be who I am. And sometimes feedback will allow you to find out you're not being authentically yourself. Sometimes feedback will allow you to go, oh, I didn't treat that person very nice. Or, oh, I didn't keep my word here. Or, oh, I need to do this to be better. Those things give you opportunity. Feedback gives you opportunity. Criticism sends you home and makes you feel like isolating yourself. And a lot of times it's how we take it. You know, we have to make sure we're prepared. Don't Please don't give me feedback when I'm melty. Like that is not good for either one of us because it's going to make me cry. Like that's the one, even if it's good feedback, sometimes it'll make me cry. <laughs> so I think that that's a, another part of this whole thing is while we're busy being us, we have to be careful not to harm others from any kind of criticism to them because I do think contagious, like confidence is contagious, critical is contagious. I think those things are contagious. And if we're walking into a room and we are confident, we are not trying to prove something, we are not performing, it allows everybody around us to take that that facade off as well. It allows them to go, oh, okay, I can really be me. They're not going to judge me. And I think that's an important part of like this whole conversation is knowing the difference between the criticism and the feedback, knowing who you're surrounding yourself with and knowing that when you walk in and you really are you, even if no one in the room acknowledges you for being you, there's still someone watching. There's still someone appreciative of the fact that you are being who you are and, you know, I do want to say for the record, you can vacuum no matter what your personality is. <laughs> it's the rage vacuuming that, that like we were laughing about. It, it's that part of it, because no matter what your personality, you can clean. And if you look at someone else in your life and they need you to do something, then doing that for them, like that, that's a sweet thing. That's a kind thing. That doesn't have anything to do with being me. Saying I don't vacuum because that's me, that, that is not what Linda was saying. And I giggle because I just want to make that clear too is, you know, doing all the things doesn't have to do with who we are, like who we are. Yeah. And I think just to add to that as well, what I'm talking about is sacrificing the things that make me happy, comfortable, fulfilled, all the things, sacrificing that to clean obsessively to please everybody else. And that's part of my story. <laughs> I'm going to tell a true story and Jill will probably die, but I'm going to tell because Jill, Jill Olish was just here in Texas. I got to spend time with her. Well, she came over and we had we had been doing other things. We had not been cleaning house. We had not been worried about any of those things. We were on vacation and we had just come off a really busy time. 
when her and her husband and her little boy came over, I giggle because, you know, 494 square feet for, don't forget that part of our, of our fifth wheel. But when they came over, her little boy laid down in the floor and was doing like snow angels. And I was laughing because it's like, oh yeah, he's going to be covered in dog hair. He's going to be covered in dirt. It had been raining here. She's going to be covered in mud. And I could have pretended like my house is always immaculate. And I could have put that judgment on her of, well, my house is always, you know, perfect. Why isn't yours? Because that's what we like tend to do to each other. And instead I just made like the, the comments about, well, he just made a mud snow angel. Like that was a mud angel. <laughs> and we went on and, and like just went on because it's not that we live in a dirty house all the time, but for me to have that expectation of perfection when someone comes over and I've said for a lot of years, if someone comes to my house and they don't like that, I have, you know, some dirty dishes in the sink or they don't like that the house is dusty. I'll get you some dish soap. I'll get you a dust rag. <laughs> like if it bothers you, I don't mind if you want to help, but don't pass judgment on me. Cause you don't know what's been going on in my house. Like you don't know what's been going on in my world. And so it just makes me giggle because I don't want to give the illusion of, you know, that we're filthy because that's not true either, but perfect. We don't live in a museum. We don't have staff that comes and cleans the windows daily to make sure there are no fingerprints. I, I think giving ourselves that permission first, it just is contagious to allow other people to have that same permission to be themselves and not, not have to put that face on i'd like a show of hands who's ever cleaned for the cleaner oh, i'm guilty <laughs> i am i'm guilty me I'm too guilty. info at your permission to win.com send us <laughs> raise your hand yes or no have you cleaned before the cleaner gets there mm -hmm. however i will add to that if you walk in my front door and go down that entrance part there's a wonderful cabinet beautiful cabinet the top of it is covered in piles of crap and then if you hook a left into the other side of the lounge room there's amazon boxes everywhere bad luck like bad luck i don't know i, I just you know need everybody to understand that i live a facebook fantasy family life so <laughs> we are always on vacation we are always shiny shiny there you go so so if you uh yeah so if you if you believe that well i i think that given those kind of examples linda like that's something i appreciate about you is the fact that you are willing carrie you're willing david you'll be willing someday i guess okay. like <laughs> not that yet you'll, you'll guilt me into it well, <laughs> you'll find me what, what did you say about that not accepting someone for who they are <laughs> <laughs> I just think that when we're honest though and we're okay with being real humans and it's real life and I mean Linda you've got four four littles running around and I I think that in itself should just have a disclaimer at the door my house will never be perfect <laughs> I think that mm -hmm. that should be takes a lot of pressure off 
takes a lot of pressure off. Mm-hmm. And and why not live that kind of no pressure, no unnecessary pressure? Like that was my phrase. I have a word of the year and a phrase of the year. And last year, that was the phrase of the year. But I have to say, it's staying. It's going to be that phrase again this year. It's no unnecessary pressure. Don't don't put that pressure on yourself to pretend to be something different. You can't be confident in that. And don't put, you know, don't put that pressure on you to be perfect in any way, because guess what? Nobody is. (laughs) Well, again, we would love to have your experiences and your thoughts about how we've done all this wrong and how we could improve. How we could be you info at your permission to win.com. No, we would love to hear your thoughts and ideas about any topic we've covered or any topic you'd like to hear covered in relation to permission. And thank you, Linda. Thank you, Carrie, as always. And thank you, David, thank you for, for putting up me. with me, but thank you, Linda, for being our special <laughs> guest today. Thank you. It's a hoot as always. Luckily, I sort of know the faces. Otherwise, I wonder what I've walked into. (laughs) That's me every week, Linda. (laughs) FYI, you walked into me. (laughs) Thanks for spending time with David and Kim. Now it's your turn to explore permission in your world. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions about the show, please email info at yourpermissiontowin.com. And although they don't need permission to produce new episodes, they sure would appreciate it. Your permission, in the form of a five-star rating and review, will help keep the show going. Until next time, here's your permission to win. Mm